0: Are you a diehard comic book collector? Or maybe a lapsed fan? Maybe even someone who has never picked up a comic book in their life. Hi, I'm Remso Martinez. And I'm Mark Claire. Every single Wednesday at the Second Print Comics Podcast, Remzo and I take a deep dive into the storylines, character arcs, moments, and events that made us the fans we are today. Tune in every Wednesday for new episodes available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and wherever else podcasts are available. Check out more from the Second Print Comics Podcast at secondprintcomics.com Alright, alright, it's time to, I guess we're gonna lick some boots and get in some trouble and say all the things that we're not allowed to say as we do, but we've got got a lot of things to talk about, a lot of important things and um, a lot of touchy uncomfortable things but that's what we do here so ladies and gentlemen let's do get weird okay the following is a goulash media production goulash media.net <laughs> <be laughs> Yeah, get it. We're gonna, we're gonna get it. Now, let me start by saying, I don't like the cops. I've never liked the cops. Uh, the cops, from my experience, don't like me either. But um, we, we will we'll discuss, we'll, we'll get into all the cop stuff. We're not gonna start out with that, though, because it's, a, it's all a downer. It's a sad downer, and I'm not, I probably won't spend as much time on these topics... the the main topics as you would expect because I I haven't fully formed my thoughts on a lot of them and I've got my thoughts I've got somebody who's coming on the show next week uh, who disagrees with some of my thoughts and we're going to have a fun conversation uncomfortable conversation I'm going to have somebody that I, I, I very much respect and love who disagrees with me we're going to have a uh, fun chat about it. Also, it might be, I'm not going to say who it is just off the bat, but it, it's somebody who he's been in the political sphere a bit. Um, he ran for uh, vice president of the Libertarian Party last go around, but um, I'm not going to mention any names yet just in case it doesn't pan out. But it'll be a fun chat. Um, and that's not to say that I disagree with that person on most things, even. I agree with this person on most things, which is why I want to chat about this, because, so I I just, I don't know. I see the whole trial as, maybe maybe I should save it, but I'll give you a, a brief overview of my thoughts. I think that two things can be true at the same time. George Floyd's death was an absolute travesty and an abomination and awful and also Derek Chauvin I am not convinced set out with the racist expressed intent of murdering a man that's it I'm not saying he's innocent I'm not saying he doesn't uh, deserve some prison time but we'll, we'll, we'll save it we'll get into some of that later on all right um, not, not a cop lover, but I know I'm going to get all the, uh, the bootlicker, I don't know, whatever, the, the slander thrown my way, as though I am. Hey guys, if you haven't tried Kratom, <laughs> now seems like a good time to bring it up. Go try Kratom at freeounceofkratom.com, enter the promo code T-S-I-D. Brave Botanicals has Kratom, they also have Delta THC, that's right kids, They have weed, and you can buy it in the mail. No, kids, don't do it. But uh, if you're over a certain age where it becomes suddenly okay for some reason based on the government's interpretation of uh, scary plants that they don't understand, yeah, if you're of legal age, go try Kratom. Go try... Which Kratom is not weed. Uh, Kratom is... uh, Kratom gives me this nice, wonderful glow and keeps me focused and keeps me energized. I had a conversation with a guy on Facebook earlier this week. I brought up Kratom and he was like, isn't that just used for pain relief? It's like, well, you could say that about anything. You could say that about marijuana. You could say that about uh, uh, even caffeine or anything that alters your mind in any way. It it has specific purposes that it works for, but that doesn't mean it doesn't work for other purposes, like CBD. It's great for uh, joints and things like that, but it It's also great for mellowing you out. Kratom is similar. Um, I'm drinking the White Borneo Kratom, and you can get yours right now at freeounceofkratom.com. Enter the promo code TSID so they know we sent you. Also, you'll get 5% off all products if you use that promo code TSID, including your Delta THC. All right. I also got to give a shout out to you guys of the Downers Club, our lovely sponsors, people like Ellen Gomez, Jack Casey, Rick Duran, Javari, Edward Middlebrook, Paul Brandenberger, Craig DeCosta, Ryan Martinson, uh, Joe Kabinsky, Stefan Hartman, John Odermatt, uh, Brian McWilliams, David White, Lucas Riley, Mary Rome, Justin Zlinski, Liberty Minded Agrarian, John and William Wells, and a bunch of others. Signed up for the Downers Club at patreon.com forward slash the system is down where they get more weird, more, uh, more offensive, more weekly content bonus episodes of the show every single week, including what I'm probably going to do as soon as I'm done here which is uh, more of this, talking about more controversial stories and giving you my thoughts on them. But also gets you um, game shows, movie, TV, movie and TV reviews when I feel like doing them, and uh, extended interviews with, uh, with different guests and things like that. Patreon.com forward slash the system is down is the place, and you are the producer of the show, if you go there. So, that's that. Excuse me. All right. So we got to cover some things. We got to cover some uh very important things and we got to cover some not important things like this. Like uh, a Florida man is paying people $50 or a Florida McDonald's is paying people $50 just to show up for a job interview and it's still struggling to find applicants. <laughs> this comes from businessinsider.com Australia, so you know it's legit. I don't know why I think that's Australia, AU. That would be Australia, right? I don't know. Who cares? Do I have to read it in an accent if it's from Australia? Okay, one McDonald's in Florida is offering $50. Uh, Is there really any more story to this? I'm honestly curious if there is, because that headline kind of says it all. Uh, Blake Casper, the franchisee who owns the restaurant, told Insider that a general manager and supervisor came up with the idea for the interview reward after he told them, do whatever you need to do to hire workers. (laughs) We are struggling so bad, even as McDonald's. Do anything that you can possibly do to get people to come take our shitty jobs. And uh, even if you have to pay them just for showing up, at this point, if we can't keep our drive throughs moving, I'll pay $50 for an interview, said Casper, who owns 60 McDonald's restaurants in the Tampa, Florida area. How can you not? You're McDonald's. What is the, why all of a sudden, like this is where kids go right after high school, right? Are the kids getting more entitled where they are opposed to flipping burgers? I worked at a McDonald's for three years. Uh, at the end of and right after high school, which helped pay for uh, lots of things, like my cars, my uh, my living. I guess I was still living at home, but uh, it afforded me the ability to get married at a young age, too, which is nice. I'm not sure if I'd recommend getting married that young, but, you know, it it's working out. Uh, The reopening of businesses across the U.S. that are looking to hire, along with enhanced employment benefits, has cut into the number of applicants, according to Casper. Um, So, the reopening of businesses looking to hire, along with enhanced unemployment benefits... So they're saying better jobs are coming open, and oh, boo-hoo, the poor monopoly that was uh, kept open during the pandemic when all the mom-and-pop shops were closed, they are the ones struggling now because all these, gosh darn it, mom-and-pop shops are not starving anymore. Wah. At the same time, Casper said McDonald's businesses, you know who wouldn't be able to afford to pay $50 for you to show up to an interview? The fucking mom-and-pop shops. Yeah. At the same time, Casper said McDonald's businesses business is booming thanks to the successful launch of the chicken sandwich. Is there is the chicken sandwich a new thing at McDonald's? Or do they did they just repackage their chicken sandwich again? And customers spending more freely post stimulus check. Ah, uh, thank you, stimulus check, for helping out poor old McDonald's. Uh, you've got a lot of people with a lot of money, and they're out there shopping, he added. you got a lot of people with a lot of money, and they're out there shopping. Um, I'm not sure why I did that voice. It just seemed right. And then, on the flip side, we're scrambling for help. Casper said that, to his surprise, offering people $50 simply to come in for an interview still has not convinced many people to apply for jobs. He has found more successful more success with referral programs signing bonuses and allowing people to apply via text message god we're getting lazy we are getting so lazy you won't even walk your ass to the mcdonald's sit there for a half an hour and make 50 bucks man we we deserve the collapse at this point i'd say last week alone his 60 restaurants hired 115 new workers Uh, The labor the labor shortage is also forcing Casper and other franchises to raise wages. There's a there's a problem. Uh, Casper said, "Um, yeah." Casper said he is considering raising starting wages from twelve dollars to three above Florida's minimum, which is three above Florida's minimum wage, to thirteen in an effort to attract more employees. Now, if you're not familiar, Uh, My stance on the minimum wage is that it's fucking bullshit. It helps nobody, it only harms people, because as you force uh, businesses to only pay, like, you can't hire somebody underneath a certain wage then you're just forcing mom-and-pop shops to hire fewer people. You're forcing even McDonald's to hire fewer people. You're forcing automation to take over these jobs, which I'm not saying is necessarily a problem either. If automation does the job better than a 15-year-old who can't even be bothered to get out of bed to make $50 showing up for an interview, then so fucking be it. But, um when you're exiting the uh, the school field of high school and you're looking for a job with zero experience and zero talents and zero skills uh, acquired yet in your life one would think that it would make it easier for you to get a job of any sort if you were a, if the, these businesses were able to hire on unpaid interns or m- Lower wage interns. I would have somebody working for me right now, probably button pushing for me and uh, fading out my intro music if not for this type of thing where you have to pay. Some, I'm not going to pay an intern, uh, whatever, $15 to pull a fader down every now and then when I feel like it or push a button. But I would be interested, speaking of which, if you're interested in doing a, uh, an internship of some sort under the table, we can talk, but, <laughs> uh, I yeah, I'm not going to pay you $15 an hour just to pull a fader down. Um, yeah, I, if somebody were like, hey, I would, for like, say, $5 an hour, I would like to get some experience for my resume saying that I worked on a podcast or worked on a radio show or whatever and worked in broadcasting or worked in marketing, that is invaluable uh content that you can use on your resume for the rest of your life and it looks way better than it is even but uh, it's got more value to you than getting another five or ten dollars an hour is going to be you know what I'm saying so and I, I, I've i done my share of intern work as well I worked for a business doing uh, audio production and before I started working and running the studio I I started out at the lowly intern level of You come and you learn for free. You get basically your college education in the field that you're interested in. You save years and hundreds of thousands of dollars. You get that information and that's on your resume. And then you can even work your way up in that business, which I did. And then I took all that information that I learned hustling and I came and did this where I make even less money. (laughs) Uh, So reading on. Uh, the biggest challenge out there is the federal government and the state government are going to continue with this unemployment because that is truly creating the incentive uh, to not work right now. Exactly, like you're giving out money. Uh, in the the federal government is saying that if you that you are worth at least fifteen dollars an hour, even if you're not doing anything of value, you're just making a you know a population of people who feel like they're worth more than they are. Now, don't get me wrong. You have intrinsic value. You are worth more than $15 an hour. But until you are able to explore and discover that value and learn and unlock the the inner value within you, yes, I'm going hippy-dippy with this, but until you're able to obtain that knowledge, you aren't giving that value to anybody else. It's not about how much value you have on your own. It's about how much value you bring to the people around you. And if you are not willing to show up for a $50 interview at McDonald's for God's sake. Like I, I have half a mind to drive down to Florida and hit them up myself. <laughs> Just make that $50 and drive back. Not really, because that my time is more valuable than that now as I bring value to other people. Alright, there's that. So, uh, you remember last week when we talked about uh, our good old boy Charlie Chester of CNN, the Project Veritas stuff that they exposed where he's saying fear sells and the next thing coming down is climate change, that's what we're going to be focusing on. Yeah, so uh, just a quick update on that, Uh, Project Veritas, uh, they posted an update which is basically just one of their little journalists going in and pestering Brian Stelter on the matter. So we'll watch a bit of that here. Oh, you can't see it. Why can't you see it? This stupid thing. Alright, there we go.
1: Pilot.
2: Yeah, fear sells. fear sells. Does fear sell? Does Charlie Chester still employed at CNN? I feel really bad for you. Why's that? Uh, Mr. Stelter, we have a few more questions. Do you report
0: any news? That- for as much of a schlub as Brian Stelter presents himself, as in a professional setting on the air, man, seeing him walk around in shorts and Crocs and getting a good old view of that bald spot is F-fecker just doesn't directly tell you to report. brings it to a new low. I like that they point out journalism matters now more than ever. That's <laughs> what his, uh, what his his sweatshirt says. Well, do you have any
2: comments? Do you use his words, propaganda? Sure. Is Charlie Chester still employed at CNN? I
3: feel really bad for you.
0: Why do you feel bad for me? We're journalists. Okay. Why do you feel bad for me? He refuses to answer the question, which, in, in his defense, if, if you could say it's a defense, I would not answer the question either, but I would have enough tact to say something to the effect of, I'm not Charlie Chester, maybe you should go Pastor Chester and leave me the fuck alone? Um... That seems like an easy response, not, I feel really bad for you. That's fine, man. You can feel bad. You feel really bad for most of America because you're sitting in your, your high tower. But uh, yeah, I, I, it staggers me that he can't handle this, this very simple line of questioning in a more tactful manner than, I feel really bad for you. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. Uh, speaking of all that fun stuff, so that happened with CNN, where Charlie Chester was saying, you know, we, the the pandemic is fear, and this all worked, and we got Trump out of office, and we were successful, the next thing that we're going to focus on is climate change, and not, wouldn't you know, it was like, I don't know, less than a week later, this comes out. The pandemic has given us a trial run. Experts say that COVID... This is from CNN, by the way. Experts say that COVID nineteen, the COVID-19 pandemic has taught hard lessons that countries can use, use to tackle another major global crisis. Guess what it is? You're right. It's climate change. That was in a tweet. That was a tweet. And then there's the link to the article, which we have here as well. In the end, everything is about equity. How experts say the pandemic could invigorate climate change action. Yay, we did it. So, you know, you can see where this is going. They're, they're gearing us up for the next... The, the, this is the dry run for the next thing. They They see now that we have capitulated to every single order that they've given us. We've bent over and taken it at every turn. Now, they have the ability to say, well, if you would lock down... If you would stay in your homes for an entire year, if you would wear two masks, if you'd take injections, if you do all these things with minimal evidence to support uh, your reasoning, then we know, like, if you would do that to save grandma, then what if the fear was for the entire world and the entire human population? What would you be willing to do? What could we push you to do in that scenario? Let's find out, shall we? There's a lot there's a lot that can be learned from our response to the coronavirus to help curb global warming. Yay. Looking on the bright side, that good old silver lining. This enemy does not recognize geopolitical borders. It has the power to wreak havoc on national economies, to cost people their livelihoods and their lives. It seeps through the smallest cracks in our social fabric, targeting the poor and the vulnerable among us. Sound familiar? The COVID-19 pandemic and climate change have led to catastrophic fallout on a global scale, necessitating cross-border cooperation. Both also cause exponentially more harm to those of lower socio-economic status experts say that the covid-19 pandemic has been a stress test for regional and international collaboration there's there's that word collaboration are you willing to collaborate with us as we tell you to stay in your homes to fight to ward off invisible enemies But despite nationalistic self-interest surrounding supplies of vaccines and virus treatment, some experts say it might actually put us in a better position to earnestly and successfully combat climate change in a post-pandemic society if we learn from our mistakes. The pandemic has given us a trial run. There it is. It's given us a trial run. Now, I can't believe that this came out so quickly after the, the Project Veritas thing. Like, they... They... They could have waited a week or something, wait until we've forgotten about uh, what Charlie Chester was just exposed of saying. I would have personally pulled this article entirely, much less, like, ran it the next week. The pandemic has given us a trial run, said Alice Hill, the David M. Rubenstein Senior Fellow for... What? Senior fellow for energy and the environment at the Council on Foreign Relations is that, is that your title? It's not, but that's that would be quite the mouthful. David M. Rubenstein, senior fellow for energy at the Environmental Environment at the Council, and uh, for energy and the environment at the Council of Foreign Relations. Okay. But the big difference between pandemics and climate risk is that the climate has undergone permanent, irreversible damage. And so we need to focus on how we build uh, re- resili- resilience quickly and efficiently on a global scale. Hill's upcoming book. Oh! <laughs> oh, of course. Of course he's got an upcoming book just on the topic. He's got just the solutions for all your climate uh what's the word climate wait didn't they no oh equity equity that's another thing i didn't even occur to me till now remember last week when i said they're gonna be talking about uh was it equity that i said oh no it was infrastructure but either way these buzzwords infrastructure equity they're gonna change the name of climate change coming here soon and it looks like they're already poking around with the equity side of things but Eh, whatever, we don't need to we don't need to beat that dead horse. Just know it's coming and they love the fact that you're still wearing a mask. If they can use that to convince you to save the planet, they will. And it, the problem isn't with saving the planet. The problem is with invisible enemies such as COVID where we can convince you to do whatever we say without giving you a reason. Um and I'm going to fill my drink one second. Just know that I I said it all and it's all going to happen and they're not even going to pretend like it's not exactly what Charlie Chester said. He said, what was it? Oh yeah, fear sells if it bleeds it leads. Keep that in mind. Keep in mind Charlie Chester's words when all these cop shootings happen too. Like it's not just the climate change stuff, it's not just the COVID stuff. If it bleeds it leads. They, by his words, it would seem, celebrate and rejoice every time a cop kills a person of color or a person of any kind. Anytime they get that juicy story, they are stoked. They are stoked by it. There was a time back in the day, back in maybe the 50s, it was probably the last time it happened, when... Your, your news anchor, I don't, I don't know when it was, I'm sorry, but uh, your news anchor would come on and say, there's no news today, thank you, have a, have a good evening. That's not even remotely a thing anymore. We've got the 24-hour news cycle, and they it's not enough for them to need to talk about every single thing that happens as in the spiciest way possible. They hope that something juicy happens. They hope, and he said, the happy stuff doesn't sell. If it bleeds, it leads. Fear sells. They hope that terrible things happen so that their job is more valuable. So remember that when we're talking about the shootings here in just a few moments. But uh, moving on to our next story here. I did want to share this. It is uh, Bill Maher, who is, you know... Bill Maher is what Bill Maher is. I like Bill Maher some of the time. I dislike Bill Maher most of the time. But when he's right, he's right. And uh, we should applaud people when they're speaking truth. So hopefully he's coming around because he finally said something honest for once. It just so happens that as Bill Maher tends to be, he is behind the curve and uh, by about six months on him actually speaking out on these things. But we're going to give credit where credit's due. As I said in the TSID for or the TSID is down forum on Facebook, which you can find if you really want to join or be on Facebook. I don't recommend it, but as I said in there, somebody said, "Oh, I I doubt that he would have said this. I bet we could find clips of him saying saying other stuff like a year ago." It's like fine, but if somebody comes around, you don't like you don't have to keep bringing up their their past problems. You say. Welcome aboard. Thank you for speaking truth. And let's go. So we'll watch just a bit of this. I don't want to get uh, too many strikes here.
3: Over the past year, the COVID pandemic has prompted the medical establishment, the media and the government to take a scared straight approach to getting the public to comply with their recommendations. Well, I'm from a different school. Give it to me straight, doc. Because in the long run, that always works better than you can't handle the truth.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm
3: now i get it doctors tell people lies because they don't trust you to finish the antibiotics after your dick starts feeling better (laughs) and media well i think we all know if it bleeds it leads The Mm -hmm. the more they can get you to stay inside and watch their panic porn the higher the ratings Researchers at Dartmouth built a database recently monitoring the COVID coverage of the major news outlets across the world and found that while other countries mix the good news in with the bad, the U.S. national media reported almost 90% bad news. Even as things were getting better, the reporting remained negative.
0: They, uh, as Charlie Chester said, if the ratings start to drop, they get the call on the big red bat phone at CNN they answer the phone, they hear, wah, 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 and then they throw that ticker back up there to make sure people know still be afraid, still be scared, right? We talked about that last week.
3: And politicians, they lie because it's their nature to cover their ass so they don't get blamed if things go badly, and also to keep in practice. Okay. Information, have an agenda to spin us? Yeah, you wind up with a badly misinformed population, including on the left. Liberals often mock the Republican misinformation bubble, which, of course, is very real. Ask anyone who works at Hillary's Pizza Parlor.
0: I am still on YouTube right now, so I will refrain from commenting.
3: And we do know conservatives have some loopy ideas about COVID like the third of Republicans who believe it couldn't be spread by someone showing no symptoms. But what about liberals?
0: That, that's the most crazy you could come up with. They are skeptical on somebody showing no symptoms spreading it. Also, I am curious, how much science do you have to prove that an asymptomatic person is spreading it? And when we, we know that the, the tests are very often faulty, at actually catching COVID. We've gotten faulty positives all over the place. So if somebody's not showing symptoms and they get a faulty positive, or if they don't get tested at all and somebody around them happens to get COVID, what makes you think it came from that person? How can you actually prove that? I'm not saying that you can't prove it. I am asking legitimately, how can you prove that? I want to know. I want to know.
3: You know, the high information by the science people? In a recent Gallup survey, Democrats did much worse than Republicans in getting the right answer to the fundamental question, what are the chances that someone who gets COVID will need to be hospitalized? The answer is between one and five percent. 41% of Democrats thought it was over 50%. Another 28% put the chances at 20 to 49. So almost 70% of Democrats are wildly off on this key question and also have a greatly exaggerated
0: one would one might actually call it conspiracy theories (laughs) like or at least paranoia when you're you're convinced that most of the people are dying and it's it's not the case like what's the difference between that person and the person who's saying uh they're coming to take your guns away or that the facts The the V word is implanting microchips or or whatever. Like, what's the difference? You're still fabricating information out of fear.
3: View of the danger of COVID-2 and the mortality rate among children. All of which explains why today the states with the highest share of schools that are still closed are all blue states. Mm -hmm. So if the right-wing media bubble has to own things like climate change denial shouldn't liberal media have to answer for how did your audience wind up believing such a bunch of crap about COVID?
0: And the bunch of crap about COVID is far easier to um, uh, to, to disprove than the climate change stuff. So even even comparing those two things seems a little bit much to me. Uh, but uh, what do I know? I'm just a guy. Just a guy here in a, in a room who's about to Hit pause again and take a, a text real quick. You know, I keep talking about switching to live streaming again, and I was actually supposed to, as I mentioned last week, I was supposed to have somebody in studio with me this week doing uh, kind of a back and forth, and basically him co-hosting with me. We're going to try out that a little bit here and there, but um, we're not doing it because he bailed on me yesterday. We are supposed to do it yesterday. And uh, it's fine. He had a an emergency kidney stone. I, I don't know if he wants me sharing that information, but I told him, when you come next week, I I will only believe you if you show your dick on air. But uh, we'll see. We'll see if that works out, and uh, we'll see if um you know I, I'm fine with continuing as things are. It, it would just be nice to have somebody sitting across from me to actually bounce these thoughts off of and uh, have conversation uh, rather than me just talking to myself and hitting pause all the time. But you know. If I start doing the live stream, I'm gonna have to get rid of this uh, nasty habit of pausing every time I get a text because it becomes uh, it becomes problematic. I would say I'm just gonna respond to my text and silently sit here while uh, talking. Well, while you guys listen to me, anyway. Whatever, whatever. Kayla wanted to know if I wanted anything from Walmart. That's. It seems like that happens every time. You would think. With as many times as I feel like I've said this on the show, you would think she is always at Walmart, but it's seriously like once a week. She only goes to Walmart when I hit record. <laughs> it's like she, she knows, and she just runs out the door. All right, so what else do we got in the news? Oh, uh, more on the COVID stuff. I know you're sick of hearing about it, and you've probably heard about this uh, this particular topic even already but shouting match erupts as uh, representative Jim Jordan questions Dr. Fauci do you guys ever do you ever have a hard time not saying Republican when it says rep is it representative is it Republican is it uh, Rapunzel I don't know but this comes from Forbes.com so you know it's legit a back and forth between Doctor Anthony Fauci and Rep Jim Jordan. I'm just going to start saying Rep, then you don't have to worry worry if I'm saying the right thing or not. Uh, over COVID-19 restrictions quickly devolved into chaos. Chaos. You would think that somebody stormed in with like uh, a Wolfman, like I don't know, horns on and no shirt, tattoos and stuff. Quickly devolved. Into chaos on the House floor Thursday. Um, Rep Maxine Waters yelling at Jordan to respect the chair and shut his mouth. Okay, let's see. Do we have a video here?
4: Metrics, what? Okay. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Dr. Fauci, when is the time? When is the time? Well, in your written statement, you say now is not the time to pull back on masking, I can't hear distancing, Fauci. and avoiding congregate settings. When is the time? When do Americans get their freedom
2: back? Can you put your microphone on, please?
0: <laughs> oh, when he we get the doesn't have his microphone on.
2: In this country,
0: this is the guy. This is the guy that we're going to for our science, Mr. Science here, who doesn't realize that his microphone isn't making sound.
2: Low enough that it is not a really high. Threat. What is low enough? Give me a number.
4: Also, what, where is Mr. The, uh, Fauci's
0: second mask? Where?
4: We, we, we had 15 days to slow the spread, turned into one year of lost liberty. What metrics, what measures, what has to happen before yeah. Americans get my, their freedoms? Made?
2: My message, uh, Congressman Jordan, is to get as many people vaccinated as quickly as we possibly can. To get the level of infection in this country low that it is no longer a threat, that is when, and I believe when that happens, you will see. What the- determines when? Mm-hmm.
4: I'm sorry. What? What measure? What, I mean, are, are we just going to continue this forever, or when does? When does? No. When do we get to the point? What measure? What standard? What objective uh, outcome? Isn't to- this the
0: question everybody's asking? It's like you keep saying when we get things low enough, then we'll change it. Well, that would assume. That would, you know, obviously beg the question of when that is or what that metric is or what you're actually looking for. When will you say, you know, success, we did it. Is it like zero COVID? Is it like everybody's dead? Like, I I don't know. Like, what are your numbers here? We have to have some sort of goal, right? Otherwise, we're just saying what the obvious thing is that I've been saying several times or for several weeks on this show. The obvious answer is we hope that you never ask this question. We hope that you never think too hard about this because we're not planning on ever going back. We have
4: to reach before, before Americans get their liberty and freedoms back.
0: You know,
2: you are indicating liberty and freedom. I look at it as a public health measure to prevent people from dying and going to the hospital. Of course, you, don't you Do you think Americans' liberties have been threatened the last year, Dr. Fauci? They
4: have been assaulted. Their liberties have.
2: I don't look at this as a liberty thing. Of I'm course, you thought. don't. Well, that is obvious. At this as a public health thing. But the, 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 I disagree with you the, on that. you think that the Constitution completely.
4: is suspended during, a, during a,
2: a, a, a virus, during a pandemic? It is certainly not. This will end for sure when we get the level of infection very low. It is now very low.
0: Get the lowest infections. OK, not not these crazy infections that we've the lowest. OK,
2: the high level, there's a threat again of major. Dr. Surges. Fauci,
4: Dr. Fauci, over the last year, Americans, First Amendment rights have been completely attacked. Your right to go to church, your right to assemble, your right to petition your government, freedom of the press, freedom of speech have all been assaulted. I mean, for a year now, Americans haven't been able to go to church. Even today, when they go to church, they're limited in the size of of, of worshipers who can meet. Now, this
0: guy's obviously—he's either lying or he is—they weren't supposed to do those things, right? But they were doing—we were all doing those things, weren't we? Like even this guy, Mr. Jordan, who I I, I don't really know who he is, but uh, even he is saying the people haven't. I, I know you gotta you gotta make it sound worse than it really is, but uh, there's lots of people who have whose lives haven't changed all that drastically. Even, but they were supposed to, and the fact that they were supposed to, and that you're kind of breaking the rules uh, if you do it. That's the real problem here. It's not about whether or not we can, because we can, and we're going to. It's about Uh, Is there the possibility that, you know, the cops are going to come in and do something about it if you do the thing that you should obviously be allowed to do, like go to church or go to the store or meet with your family?
4: Your right to assemble? Oh, my goodness. We had a curfew last fall in Ohio. You had to be in your home at 10. In Pennsylvania, you had to be in your home. Uh, When you're in your home, you had to wear a mask. In Vermont, when you're in your home, you didn't have to wear a mask, Dr. Fauci, because you weren't allowed to have people over to your house.
0: Again, let let it be very clear. You never have to wear a mask in your home. You never have to. You never did, and you never will. Even if they make a rule, you still don't have to. Yeah. Congressman Jordan. Your ability
2: to petition
4: your government for a year, for a year. American citizens haven't been able to come to their capital to petition their government. (laughs) They figured it out. Representatives and freedom. Some
0: people figured out how to get to the Capitol. Right.
4: Press. These very pictures that Representative Scalise just showed you and talked about. Guess what? The press isn't allowed in those facilities. The press is not. The Biden administration will not let the press in there. And certainly for-
0: right, we're not going to watch this whole thing. Obviously, we've got more important things to talk about. I'm going to jump forward a bit. I don't know where the next where this outrage and the what was it? The devolving into chaos happens. Let's see where the chairs start Talking getting about thrown.
2: liberty. And that's a CDC recommendation for vaccinated. Not Last fall, they couldn't. I'm, I didn't hear. not it. last fall. They couldn't. I, I didn't hear what he said.
5: The gentleman's time has expired. Um I'll give you one instance of when we can get our liberties back. It's when ninety percent of the members of the United States Congress get vaccinated. Well I wanna know if that's what the
0: What? Ninety percent. What did he say?
5: It's when ninety percent.
2: The members I, of the United
5: States, Congress, get
0: vaccinated. Well, I... What What does that have to do with anything?
2: What do,
0: I don't care if 90% of the members of Congress got vaccinated. I don't care if all of them or none of them got vaccinated. How does that have anything to do with the rest of us? How does that have anything to do with science, either? Like, who can? So, the, as soon as 90% of Congress members get vaccinated, then you all can start living your Then get your shit together, man. Like... <laughs> If that's the case, it has nothing to do with whether or not you or I get vaccinated. It's only on them, so they can go do it, and that'll protect the rest of us, apparently. Whatever, that's uh, that's enough of that topic. I don't care. I am going to go back and watch more of it later, because it's interesting. But um, the next one comes from uh, Yahoo Life, which is a thing, apparently. Uh, actually, I might say this one. I'll give you the headline. We'll probably say this for the after party because we gotta get to the real important stuff. But uh why you might have a more intense period after getting vaccinated. You know? There There are some downsides. Intense periods, blood clots, shakes, you know, just your normal stuff. But uh we'll have a good laugh at the period story later on. <laughs> um, so. Let's take a let's we should take a quick break, but I don't think I have a video queued up, so we won't take a quick break instead we'll just keep trucking along uh we're at forty minutes. maybe we can get this all wrapped up nice and neatly in a neat little package before we have to kick out into the after party but um we have to talk about the uh the story of the week. Which is the Ohio officials release more body cam video of fatal police shooting of black teen and urge community to await the facts. Yes, you should await the facts. This comes from CNN.com so you know it's legit. If you didn't hear, there was this gal, uh, Makia Bryant, I think is how you pronounce her name. Uh, Makia Bryant, did Makia Makia Bryant need to die? How did we get here? This is a failure on the part of our community. Some are guilty, but uh, okay. So we'll just watch this quick CNN clip rather than read the the exact same thing in the article.
3: Police say 16-year-old Micaiah Bryant was shot and killed by an officer after she, apparently armed with a knife, lunges at another girl after uh, attempting to attack another one. So it attempted to attack one and then was turning to lunge at the other. The new footage includes video from the body cameras of other responding officers. So you can see uh, multiple angles over time. So you're gonna get all of this. I do wanna warn you though, that the video that you will see is of course very disturbing. Jason Carroll is out front.
4: Hey.
0: So, we're going to look at this as as we go. Uh, of course, you can't see it very well when I pause. But, um, the, so, the cops were called onto this scene. And this is Micaiah Bryant here in the, the black shirt and shorts. Um, I don't know the names of the others. But the cop, to my understanding, just got out of the car here. And he's just approaching the scene. He was called 911 or something. We're going to hear that later. But...
5: What's going on?
0: Hey, what's going on? Hey, 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 hey. This lady gets shoved to the ground, and this gentleman is like kicking her in the head. I believe I've heard that that guy is actually Micaiah's father. I don't know the situation, and I'm going to wait for the facts to come out before saying anything on that because if he was like getting attacked and they were in his home and he's trying to get them out then yes, he he has the right to push her away and kick her away or whatever. I don't really know the situation on that end. What we do know is what's happening back here in the background, which is Micaiah, it would seem, wielding a knife in the process of attempting to stab a black woman. Now, you can read whatever article you want. I'm going to tell you my headline in this story. A cop saved the life of an unarmed black woman in a incident where she was where in a attempted stabbing incident, right?
1: It all happened in-
0: she's uh, you can't see it very well in this video, but there are, you can look it up. there are better angles or better croppings than CNN is providing here. Uh, she's she's got the knife there and she's holding it in, like, a stabbing motion toward the lady in the pink. Now, I'm going to try and make as few of jokes as possible, because this is tragic, and uh, I don't like that... I I don't even like... I'm not a fan of the death penalty, even. I don't even like when a murderer gets killed. I I would prefer that if somebody is a, a terrible, terrible person, if they're so bad that they would even stab somebody, I would prefer that they go get locked up and get rehabilitated... Um, I'm not a fan of the death penalty because I don't trust the state to make the decisions of life and death. However, if you take the badge off this guy, still justified, in my opinion. He, sa- he potentially saved the life of the woman in the pink. Now, again, I don't mean to make too many jokes, but that's kind of what I do f- because I can't help myself. If you are if you're wearing an all-pink jumpsuit... Just know that you have it coming. <laughs> um, you you might deserve to be stabbed. No, uh, the the cop saved this person. In my opinion, with from my understanding, from what I know now, she's holding a knife. She's and. and It's kind of like the George Floyd thing, though. It's like I I watched the video of the George Floyd thing, and I was like, there's no other way to interpret this. Clearly, that cop murdered the guy in cold blood in front of everybody, and that is a tragedy. I did an entire episode on it way back when, and more evidence might come out to this that proves me wrong on on this one too, but uh, from what I know now, on April 22nd at 12.03 p.m., It seems pretty clear she deserved to get shot, and it really sucks because you can't just throw some cuffs on her when she's in the swinging motion attempting to stab somebody. That could have been a fatal stabbing. We don't know, but the cop saved a black woman. So this has nothing to do with race, guys. Stop pretending.
1: Seconds. A police officer opens fire, shooting and killing 16 year old Micaiah Bryant as police say she lunged at someone with a knife. The chaotic moments before the shooting captured by the officer's body camera. Tonight, the city of Columbus releasing two 911 calls that prompted their response Tuesday afternoon. (laughs) We got these grown girls over
5: here trying to fight us.
1: City officials So they said,
0: if you kinda of understand, she said, um, you've got these grown girls uh over here trying to fight us, trying to stab us, trying to put her hands on our grandma. Get here now. I've heard some people say that the voice is from the gal uh what's her name? I'm sorry. Makia. Or Makaya? I think it is. Um there are some people saying that that is the voice of Micaiah, but that doesn't really make sense. If she's the one who called the cops, why was she, when the cops pulled up, why wasn't she running over seeking help? Uh, why wasn't she saying, hey, guys, this person was trying to stab me, and I got the knife from them. If like That's the only way that this can be her voice, is if she got the knife from the other person who was making the call. Because we can see... She's trying to stab the other gal. I'm guessing it's probably the other gal who made the phone call to begin with. But, um, yeah, we we don't know for sure yet, but it seems that... Or at least I don't know for sure. I'm sure somebody knows for sure. But, um, yeah, it seems to me, like, pretty clear what was going on here. Uh, The motivation is the big question mark for me and what the incident was leading up to this. It's not... I, I, I don't believe that it was this girl just is just a a murderer and she was running or she came to them brandishing a knife and just started trying to kill people obviously there was more to the story than that and i am interested i we need to to some extent we need to wait and find out more before we jump to too many conclusions but again i'm only Reporting on what I'm witnessing here with the evidence given now.
1: City officials also released extended body camera footage from the officer who shot Bryant. Columbus police identified as Nicholas Reardon. As seen on his body cam video, when Reardon arrives, he quickly gets out of his patrol car and runs toward a group in a driveway of a home. That's when Micaiah Bryant moves toward another person appearing to push her to the ground. Reardon can be heard shouting to get down, and that's when the girl appears to lunge at another female in pink.
0: I think I'm wrong. Okay, so I said that the girl that was standing next to the girl in pink, I don't know, it's hard to make out who's who, but uh, Micaiah, I don't think, was the person at the beginning. Just to clarify, I I don't want, uh, you know anybody freaking out because I gave the wrong information. Get
1: the down, officer shouts out, to get, get down out, several get times, out. then fires his gun. Four yeah, shots.
0: He gave her like three or four warnings get down, get down, get down, get down, and then he shoots her four times. Bang, 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 and prevented her from stabbing somebody. Now, we're gonna jump forward to the uh, the mother of... They They say that uh, Micaiah was a foster child, and which... That makes me even more sad about this thing because I work with foster kids, and I know, I know the trouble, I know the trauma that they go through, I know the shit that they have to deal with, and it is awful, and it does a a number on your mental state. That does not justify a stabbing, and that doesn't negate justification on defending somebody who is about to be stabbed. It doesn't. But it is. It makes me it makes me even more sad. Who Bryant appears to lunge towards spoke to officers.
5: That's what the police said. She, she came after me with so, a knife. Yeah, so she, so he got her.
0: Bottom line. So yeah, I, I mean, in that case, there's clearly an altercation happening between the two. Um, so you know, it's not like up to the the lady in pink to define necessarily what happened either because if she was like initially attacking or something i don't know like but you can't really say if if i'm going back to look at this like i said that it was the girl standing next to her or the person standing next to her in the shorts that was micaiah micaiah comes running it looks like let me find this
1: of his patrol car and runs toward a group in a driveway of a home That's when Micaiah Bryant moves toward another person appearing to push her to the ground. Reardon can be heard shouting to get down. Micaiah is
0: the one who shoved the girl down, it looks like, and then the dad comes to kick her, and then Micaiah runs over, so she's on a rampage. Like, it wasn't Micaiah, I thought it was Micaiah watching the thing happen between this other gal and her dad and then attempted the stabbing. But no, she ran, shoved this person, her dad tried to kick her, and then she runs over toward this girl in pink.
1: And the girl appears to lunge at another female in pink.
0: That, yeah, she rears up. Like, there. there's a lot of news articles that are saying, oh, she was just holding a knife. Holding a knife. If somebody was holding a knife that, like this, toward like, I know, I know you're all still just audio listeners and you're doing yourself a disservice, but if somebody's, like, swinging a knife towards you... I, look, I don't care if you're a cop or not. Uh, you have the right to defend somebody who you see who's about to get stabbed. I saw somebody make the comparison to the Kyle Rittenhouse thing on this. I don't I don't really see the comparison here personally, but let me try to. Uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, to my understanding... Which I know this is going to get me in trouble too. Kyle Rittenhouse was uh, defending himself from some guys who were chasing him, throwing bricks and things at him, throwing stuff at him. Uh, you don't know what that is, but he was on the ground and they were moving in, and he shot them. I don't. I, that's that's the extent of my knowledge, and I don't see that much of an issue with that. If you defend yourself against an active attacker who is moving in. Would is he supposed to believe that this person had good intentions for him? I don't know, but uh, that that's enough to say that I I'm going to get in trouble for that too. But even if you think that the Kyle Rittenhouse thing was him just going out and get, murdering people in cold blood, which it wasn't, um, this doesn't really relate. Like people are trying to say that uh, Micaiah was. I, she, she was defending herself with a knife she shoved a person then ran over at while the cop is there to like de-escalate the situation she runs over and tries to stab somebody i i don't know that's that's all i see here um if any like if anything in this case the cop is or the, the, the person the, the cop is in the kyle rittenhouse position except it's defending somebody else and Micaiah wasn't defending herself because nobody was, in that moment, nobody was attacking her, to my knowledge. Um, So, if anything, you could compare the cop to Kyle Rittenhouse, maybe. I'm sure many of you are, but um, I don't think that the cop is wrong. And if you took his badge off, he's still not wrong, in my opinion, because he saved a black woman. Or he saved a woman. I'm just throwing in the black there because I know it matters to a lot of y'all. The guy says, uh, this is the mayor, Andrew Ginther, Ginther says uh, she did not need to die yesterday, and he's right, she didn't need to die yesterday. If you didn't pull a knife with a cop standing there, you wouldn't be dead, um, and it sucks that you are. Oh, you can't hear this stuff, can you? Okay, screen share. Uh, that helps you hear my things, but sh- sh- shit. Sorry. Station um, W
1: says Bryant was in foster care in the county. Her mother, Paula Bryant, spoke to TV station WBNS.
5: She was a very loving, peaceful little girl. She promoted peace. Say her
0: name. Brian she promoted peace. Now I'm not going to go with the obvious joke there and say that she wasn't promoting peace at that time. I'm going to go with something even more important to point out here. The people in George Floyd's case say you can't talk about things that he did in the past. You can't bring up past things. Like you you're not supposed to talk about how he, you know, shoved a gun into a pregnant woman's stomach or had a problem with drugs. Those don't matter. Because he was get getting his shit together. He was turning his life around. Which doesn't seem to really be the case. But that doesn't really matter. Point being, people keep saying, you can't bring up the past because you have to judge the person on what happened then and there. And that goes both ways. That goes both ways. And that's part of the problem that I have with the Derek Chauvin thing, too. Tie some of this together. Uh, is that I've seen a lot of libertarians, it seems like, they're saying justice was served he didn't commit murder in cold blood he but justice was served because he has a bad bad track record and so uh he's getting his his justice now okay but um what about uh that whole thing about not judging people by by the past i don't know we'll not get into the uh the derek chauvin stuff just yet but uh got some more things to say on this But the the mother here, and it is tragic, it it sucks a whole lot, and God, I can't even imagine, like, mm, I I, I shouldn't say, I I shouldn't say what I was going to say. I I can't imagine something like that happening to children that I love very much, that are are close to me, and in the foster care system. That kills me to even think about, but um, at the same time, What was the cop supposed to do? You can't de-escalate the situation in that case without doing what he did. You can't taser her because that's not going to stop the swing. And you can't taser her because that's probably not even going to work. You got one shot and it's less likely to hit you got people saying oh he could have shot the uh, the knife out of her hand or he could have shot her in the leg or he could have set off a or let off a warning shot first things first i i don't know much about guns i'm not like a huge gun nut i i have some guns but um and i i, I know how to use them and i know enough to know you don't fire off warning shot ever ever because you fire off that warning shot, you are responsible for whatever comes out of that barrel and wherever it goes and whoever it goes through to get there. You do not fire off a warning shot. You do not shoot somebody in the leg or the arm because we're not all John Wick uh, or Neo, um, not, e- not even the cops. Like the, One of the biggest issues here is that people put these cops in such high regard, even if they hate the cops, even if they think they're awful, even the all cops are bastards people, they put the cops in such high regard that they think that there's some sort of superhuman who can um who has the ability to shoot a knife out of somebody's hand. Like you're never supposed to use your gun, but you have the ability to shoot that to shoot that person in the leg without missing or whatever. Like you you shoot for center mass if you in the very rare instance that you need to shoot somebody to neutralize a threat. There's only one option, and it's not pretty. That's why we don't encourage people stabbing people, because <laughs> you might get shot, and it sucks. But uh, you know, people put these cops in such high regard; they they hold them up as as heroes. Like you've got the right who hold up cops as though they're heroes and they're all superheroes, and they they can do no wrong, and we should always applaud the cops. I'm certainly not that. Um but you've got the other side saying, "Oh, they're they should be trained for what, 20 years until they're uh expert marksmen so that they can shoot knives out of hands or what have you or Do you, like to use their superhuman abilities is to talk somebody off a ledge when they're in the process of mid-swing stabbing somebody. Uh, I mean, that's the if the if what I am perceiving is the truth, then all these news articles or news outlets should be reporting on this in the positive. Or at least in, like, why doesn't CNN talk about the fact that She was in the process of trying to kill somebody, allegedly, potentially, um, even if that wasn't her intent. Like, that that was what was going on there, it seems. Um, How come CNN doesn't even mention that? Is it because if it bleeds, it leads? Is it because it's it's more favorable to say, white cop shoots black woman who just happened to be holding a knife? How about white cop saved black woman in, in the attempted stabbing? Again, I don't enjoy this stuff. It makes me sad. But you know who does? CNN and Maxine Waters and, and these types of people. Maxine Waters, if you haven't heard, she incited riot, in my opinion. Uh, and I'm not going to spend a bunch of time on this so because everybody's talking about this and it's not that interesting. But Maxine Waters, I've talked about her before. She came out and she said, you know, we need to, anybody in Trump's cabinet, we need to get in their face. We need to... Let them know that they're not welcome here. We need to not stop. We need to harass people. Um, She said, I'm going to go take out Trump tonight, which a lot of this stuff, I put it in the same boat as Trump saying, fight like hell. And if you're new here, I'm not a Trump fan. Um, But I I put it in the same boat as Trump saying, fight like hell. I don't necessarily think that Maxine Waters, at that time when she said, uh, at least I'm going to go take Trump out tonight, which is laughable. When she said that, I don't think that she meant, I'm going to go kill the guy. I, I think that's pretty obvious. But when you're saying harass people and get in their faces, and when you see them on the streets or you see them in a restaurant, you you harass them, that is a problem. Which, um, you know, she... Uh, it, it's at, at the very least, it's irresponsible. And now this latest thing comes out where... As the Derek Chauvin stuff is going on, as that trial is all underway, as they're about to announce the verdict as I knock my cup over, as they're about to announce the verdict, uh she flies across the country to make sure she's there to do what? To uh to calm things down or to rile things up. I don't think I have a video of her initial um thing of what she said. I would oh, here it is. Okay. I'll play this for you rather than trying to explain it. But this is uh, Maxine. So this is, comes from Jack Posobiec. It says Maxine Waters is marching in Brooklyn center tonight and told people to take to the streets if Chauvin is acquitted.
5: reform. And so, yes, I would like to see the bill in Congress pass on police reform. But I know that the right wing, the racist are opposed to it. And I don't know what's going to happen to it. But I know this, we've got to stay in
0: the street. And we've got to... Keep in mind, they're in the streets. And there's a lot of violence and a lot of burning. You can call that whatever you want. You can slap whatever label you want on it. But there's a lot of violence and a lot of burning, burning that is hurting a lot of people of all races, ethnicities, genders, ages, and backgrounds. There's a lot of that happening. So, stay in the streets. Maxine Waters. As, as all that's happening. justice
1: As a black man,
2: despite all of the efforts, I feel like nothing changes. And George Floyd is waking so many people up. Yet yeah, nothing has happened just, you know, despite the
4: rhetoric. But like what, what needs to happen that's different this year than well, all the years we're before? We're
5: looking for a guilty verdict. We're looking for a guilty verdict. And we're looking to see if all of the folks that took place and has been taking place after they saw what happened to George Floyd. If nothing does not happen, then we know uh, that we've got to not only stay in the street, but we've got to
0: fight for justice. But fight. Would some say fight like hell, maybe? I am very hopeful, and I hope... Uh, that a guilty, guilty, guilty. And if we... You got exactly that: guilty, guilty, guilty. All three. Well, we, got, we cannot go away, and not just manslaughter, right? I mean, oh no, not manslaughter. No,
5: no, no. This is, this is guilty for murder. I don't know whether it's in the first degree, but as far as I'm concerned,
0: it's first degree. It's so she wants it to be in the first degree. She doesn't know if it is, but she wants it to be in the first degree. Problem is. He wasn't charged with murder in the first degree. So, what she's saying, it seems to me, uh, is if we don't, if the judge doesn't make up new charges and hold him guilty of that as well, and now on the day of conviction, or the day of whatever sentencing, or I, I don't know, the day of the announcement of the verdict. Um. If the, if there aren't new charges slapped on that uh, he he's charged with, then keep rioting. So just keep rioting.
2: If we do not get, get what you just told, what should the people do? What should protesters on the street do? I didn't hear you. What
5: happens?
1: What should protesters do? Well,
5: we we got to stay on the street, uh, and we've got to get more active. We've got to get more, more active.
0: confrontational. More confrontational. Got to make sure
5: that they they know that we mean business. What do you think about?
0: curfew tonight yeah who cares um so yeah she said all that and let's pretend like that didn't sway the opinion of the jury at all when we've got maxine waters saying if we don't get the right ch- if you guys don't make the right choice this con- this this country if not like this this city if not this country should burn uh, essentially uh I know she didn't say should burn, but she did say we need to be more confrontational than the burning that is currently happening right so <laughs> how do you do that without uh i don't know killing killing people and there was like a drive by shooting at uh, the National Guard, even there's people shooting at the National Guard over this now what's uh i I'm not gonna spend a ton of time again on the Derek chauvin stuff because. I'm going to save some of that for my conversation with Spike. And um, I am very open-minded on it. Uh, I've seen a lot of libertarians saying this is justice. Justice has been served now. But I... So... I don't know. I don't know if it is. I don't know if it's justice. I don't like cops. I think that uh, most likely they should all be locked up. But being locked up for second-degree murder because of, a th- of this thing that happened, it, there wasn't a single bit of information in the trial on Der- Derek Chauvin being a racist. There was nothing proving or even attempting to prove that Derek Chauvin was a racist, from what I, I saw of the trial. But there's this entire narrative that Derek Chauvin was a racist and he hunted George Floyd down because of his skin color, and they weren't even trying to say that that was true. Like, that's just gone away. Well, it's still there in the back of everybody's mind. It's still used to push this narrative, but I don't have evidence that Derek Chauvin, and I'm open to it. Send me the evidence if you've got it. Dan at tsidpod.com. Dan at tsidpod.com. It's scrolling across the bottom of the screen there. But uh, send me your info. If you have information that proves that Derek Chauvin is a racist other than He had a tangle with a a black guy, and the black guy died in the process. I don't know, man. Like, I'm not convinced that um, cops are out there just gunning down black people left and right for no reason. You can say that statistics are racist, or you can say whatever you want to deflect, but when you've got, you know, they're, they're treating it like it's a genocide and you've got like 20 unarmed black people under 20 unarmed black people i believe in the country last year that died from cop shootings that's that's not good it's terrible if they were unarmed and you know shot whether regardless of their skin color regardless of their background regardless of anything it's a tragedy anytime somebody gets shot in my opinion it's even more a tragedy if somebody gets shot unarmed in convincing everyone that they need to live in fear might be the biggest tragedy of all because that just leads to more. That just leads to more of the same. if if you're constantly in fear of the cops, whether it's justified or not fear, um, if you're walking around on edge all day long, that creates this division, that creates this continued divide and rift between uh, people in this country. I don't like the cops. I, I would love to see a utopia where cops don't even need to exist. Privatized, or federally, or locally, or anything. No cops, we all just live peacefully together. That'd be great, that'd be wonderful. We're not there. We live in a reality where you gotta actually figure out solutions to some of these things. As a libertarian, as a as an anarchist, I would say, I, I have a dream... Where we don't have to think about these things, where we don't even have to talk about the about cops because cops don't matter because we're all just happy. But there's the human element to it that tends to fuck shit up, always. And so, privatized cops or something like that—I don't know. I don't. I don't really know. I, I would love to see, at the very least, bringing making you know federal cops. Barely a thing, if a thing at all. Hopefully not a thing at all. And making things more localized policing. Um, But the cops are just a branch of the government. I don't like them. I don't want them to exist. But I also don't want people... It's like the Pendulette thing that I've I've quoted on this show before. I am a libertarian until we try it and people are dying in the streets. But people are dying in the streets right now. Don't get me wrong. Um, But if we implement libertarianism all around, like crazy radicalized libertarianism and we get rid of government entirely and we get rid of all, all the cops and then people are going around killing each other, then we're going to have to come up with a solution, obviously. <laughs> it's not just uh, cops, are, or, uh, cops are bad and the government's bad, so if we get rid of them, everything will be fine, right? Now what's really funny about this is um, Maxine Waters came out to uh, talk to sway the jury's opinion in my opinion um and when she did <laughs> Maxine Waters requested a police escort to get there <laughs> she was coming out to incite violence and be anti-cop and push people to say that cops are uh, should not exist anymore and what did she need to get there cops <laughs> it's just like the hypocrisy if you think that that there's value in having somebody to protect you when you're this frail old woman who, who's going to go stir up some shit, then you think that there's value to cops. And you know she's got security around her, too. Like, j- just stop, stop pretending. Stop pretending. It's not healthy. It's not helping. Um, yeah, we don't need to read that article. Uh, what else do I have on... This, um, another interesting point that I heard was uh, on the Derek Chauvin stuff. Um, you've got people saying abolish the police. We need to get rid of, we need to reform our prison systems. We need to empty out the prison system. Some people are saying, I know it sounds crazy, it sounds hyperbolic. It's not. Some people are legitimately convinced that we need to get rid of cops entirely and get rid of the prison system. Again, I agree with you in a hypothetical, but it, once you start thinking about how that would go no 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 uh, chaz was not a, not a success nor was chop uh for good reason as soon as they like can we just look at that for a second can we think about the fact that y'all had your your moment to have the the perfect socialist society um like it's never been tested properly you had your, you, you had a little bit of a chance you were allowed to have a, a section of the city for yourself and run it however you wanted your government to run what happened we immediately saw cops like not not cops coming in cops emerging from within suddenly everybody wanted the authority of a cop and everybody wanted to take over you know uh what was his name raz was the the leader of the the chaz razma chaz and um he was like holding people at gunpoint (laughs) like I don't like that power given to anybody. I definitely don't like it given to uh, somebody working for the state. But if you're going to pretend like we need to empty out the prisons, are where are we going to put all these cops? These cops that you want taken away and locked up. So we, we get rid of them all for their their crimes against humanity. To an extent, I agree with you. I think they need way more accountability at the very least. But um, we take all these cops. We say no more prisons. No no more prisms. No more prisons. No more cops. None of that. What do we do with these cops? <laughs> Where are we going to put them? <laughs> like, are are you against uh, the? the in, I don't know the institutions of prisons. If so, what do you do with the cops? Are you are you legitimately saying draw the draw and quarter these people in the streets or hang them, or would you prefer that we lock them in prisons? And you get to be the cops now. That's the thing. Like, when you. I, I hate the authority of cops. And I know if you took them away, we'd just have different cops. That might be better. Uh, like, I, I lean more towards privatizing the cops and for like the local communities and stuff like that. And you can have uh, security that. Goes to the like the best security goes to the highest bidder type of thing. I don't know. I see some problems with that too. Maybe I'll have to have somebody like uh, Shane Hazel or maybe even somebody else who's coming on next week. I'll have to pick his brain on that too. But how do you stop that from becoming corrupted and you know just the the strongest man gets the gets the gold and gets to be dictator? I don't know. I have concerns because of Chop. <laughs> So, yeah. I don't know. Have we spent enough time? Have I exhausted the Derek Chauvin thing? Um, to put it plainly, let me see. Let me bring up some of my notes for next week's interview with Anonymous Guest. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I, I have here, uh, I can hate government instituted policing and still not want every cop to be strung up. Like, I think that cops... I think the existence of cops creates corruption inherently having that power having the monopoly on violence if you will and at the same time what do we do with the cops do you want them all to be strung up if so does that go for politicians too do we want every everybody who's a politician to be strung up I would say no and I would bet that most of you say no too um we just want the authority. We want these people to be held accountable. Now, with the the Derek Chauvin thing, I want him to be held accountable for everything that he did and nothing that he didn't do. That is it. If he went out in cold blood, in a with the the intent of killing a guy, and he did that, then he should pay all the suffer all the consequences that come with those actions, but I am not convinced that that is what he did. And we've got Fox news guy. I don't remember his name. The dopey looking dweeb. Uh, he said, I'm just going to be honest here. Like, um, I'm whether he did it or not. I'm glad that this was the verdict because otherwise the city would burn. Like, Wow. Just straight up, straight up saying it. (laughs) That's the, that's, Saying the quiet part out loud again. Of course. None of us wanted more rioting. But do you sacrifice a man to the mob? To suffice the mob? I feel like that's what happened. He's probably going to die in jail. Let's be honest. He's like, he doesn't deserve to die in jail any more than, well, maybe a little bit more. But he doesn't. I don't know. He doesn't deserve to die in jail any more than George Floyd deserved to die, in my opinion. Uh, he, I don't... Unless he killed somebody. Then maybe. Maybe it's more. But uh, both have a CD track record. They both are products. They're two sides of the same crap system. Um, and it, it, it's not working out for any of us. It's not helping. Uh, none of this is helping. I don't know. We, we sent, we're sacrificing him. Because we don't want more outrage. That means that uh, they won, like the the mob won. It doesn't matter what justice is. It doesn't matter uh, what the evidence showed. It doesn't matter what the body cam footage showed or any of that. It doesn't matter what kind of cases were were represented in court. All that matters is we don't want this city to burn. So it sucks, sucks, bud. You're gonna have to go. You're going to have to go, like, I'm not going to shed a tear for the guy. I'm sure he probably, he probably, in the grand scheme of things, he probably deserves this for something else. But that's not how our justice system currently works. If you want to change that, then we got to do that first. We can't just change it on a whim because we've got enough angry people that are insisting that this man uh, be witch hunted and thrown into the river tied up with a brick tied to his legs. You know, I don't know. It's uh, it's tough. Because, like I said, just as you can't judge George Floyd for his previous stuff, all that matters is what happened in that moment. What happened in that moment, to my understanding, was not race-related. It was, well, technically it was lawful, whether or not it should be. Uh... Uh, I j- so i I, th- I lean more towards the idea of Derek chauvin. I don't know. I don't know how much how deeply I should get into this right now because we're we're going to talk about it more. But if you watch the body cam footage, it seems to me like they did everything that they could up to the point of the the problem. But, um, they did. They put him in the car. They turned on the air conditioner. He was saying, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. When he was putting, when he was put into the car, he was having saying he had problems breathing. Probably was having problems breathing because it seems like he had, uh, according to the medical reports, he had enough fentanyl in his system to kill a guy. So he was saying, I can't breathe. He probably couldn't breathe. They were trying to put him in the car. They said... We're going to roll down the windows, we're going to turn the air conditioner on, we're going to try and help you calm down, you need to calm down, we're not going to shoot you. He kept saying, don't shoot me, don't shoot me, I'm not going to shoot you. He didn't get in the car, he didn't want to get in the car, He he kicked a cop, I believe, which is not a death penalty, or not a death sentence, obviously, but he was certainly resisting arrest in many ways, and he was a very large man, and so he was also saying while he was in the car, he said... Just take me out, put me on the ground. I don't want to get in the car. Take me out, put me on the ground, put me on the ground. And also, I can't breathe while he's in the car. They they did what he asked. He couldn't breathe at some point. He had medical conditions. And maybe what the cop did, exact at the very least, I would say for sure, what the cop did exasperated the the, the situation his medical condition it made it worse and more likely that he would have this medical problem most likely however he didn't leave them a whole lot of options they they were holding him there probably too long what i what I think most like if you if you just have a little bit of empathy for either side this is a tragedy on in both sides if, if you're not just looking at derek chauvin as. Uh, a demon without any like any soul if you have any empathy for both sides like imagine being derek chauvin in that in that circumstance imagine you show up to a scene where a guy that you knew uh, Der- uh George floyd they knew each other they had worked together at some point you you find him he's bullying a kid in a store to my understanding because he's trying to steal a pack of cigarettes using a counterfeit 20 dollars bill. So, he's trying to he's trying to rob this this kid in the store, it seems. And you're like, D- "Dude, what are you doing? You need to get in the car and Floyd's got a drug issue. He didn't want to get caught with drugs. Suddenly there's drugs in his system and he even it sounds like he said, "I took a bunch of drugs." while he's on the ground he says I can't breathe I took a bunch of drugs I mean it's not really up for debate whether or not he did because they got into his system in one way or another unless there's a whole different conspiracy theory to this uh, (laughs) that I don't know about where the cops gave him the drugs I I don't think that's the case but so (sighs) he has these drugs in his system okay back to what I was saying as Derek Chauvin, what do you do when you he refuses to get in the car and you're trying to calm him down? He won't calm down. He's kicking. He's flail, flail, flailing. He says, "Take me out of the car. Put me on the ground." And th- your training is to take is to put him on. If you're putting him on the ground, is to put your knee on. It wasn't even his neck so much. It seems like it was more his shoulder. Um, like there, there's a lot of questions here. W- what do you do? as Derek Chauvin in that moment. I would say you would probably have to do what he did unless you can come up with a better solution. But um, now, there there is certainly the possibility that he stayed there for too long. I don't know. With all the chaos, though, going on, you can I can empathize knowing that uh, there's a bunch of angry people screaming in your face to not do what you were trained to do. You might not realize... The guy's gone. And that is a, a damn tragedy. But we're all human. Again, these cops are not gods. They're not superheroes. They don't have these superhuman abilities to, uh, to know in every single situation what is the best course of action to do. Um, and it sucks. It really sucks. But uh, yeah, we're, we're going to talk more about it and do so with... All right, I'll, I'll give you the big announcement. It's Spike Cohen, okay? We're, we're going to talk to Spike about it. Because I was, uh, I'll be honest with you, yesterday I was like, kind of, I was kind of bummed because I'm like seeing all these libertarians who are like, justice was served, justice was served. And I'm like, I don't get it. And that could just be me being stupid, but I don't understand how you came to that conclusion based on, if you watched all the evidence, if you dug into this stuff as an impartial party here who certainly who did an entire episode defending George Floyd in the beginning and saying that this cop deserves to rot, basically, without further information, that was my stance. As things have progressed, I've kind of shifted that stance with new information. And uh, I don't get it. And I want to get it, if they have a good reason. I'm not going to shed a tear for this guy. I'm not going to uh, stay, stay up at night but I, I can have a little bit of concern for our system, for which is down, of course. But, cat, do you need to go out? Come here. Come here. Come here. You want to see my cat? Because <laughs> uh, we need a mood lightener here. Come here. Oh, come here, you asshole. Come here. We'll see. Anyway, um... I don't know where I was but uh, yeah if you can look at this thing as a libertarian and say 100% definitively that Derek Chauvin murdered George Floyd intentionally please let me know because if that is the case then so be it I'm all for it lock him up throw away the key fine but if he can't, then we're all just kind of pretending for the sake of saving face, for the sake of not getting mobbed, for the sake of appeasing angry people. And if that is the case, then it's no different than the the whole cancel culture shit and uh, sacrificing somebody for the sake of the mob. Like, if we we all knew that, you know, Gina Crona was being unfairly attacked and being canceled and everything, and we said... We, we, we just didn't care we were like okay good now they can shut up about it good I'm glad she's gone that that's essentially what we're, we're talking about but the cancel the cancellation is likely you know getting raped to death in prison <laughs> so if you have a problem with that which I do unless he's guilty I don't know Whew, I feel like we need to end on something more fun than this um I don't know if I have anything oh. Jo- I'll give you some snippets of what we're going to talk about in the after party. Um, nine 11 <laughs> to cheer things up a bit. Afghanistan. We're going to have to talk about uh, Biden's bringing the troops home from Afghanistan on nine 11. We're gonna have to talk about all that. I'm, I'm gonna give, I'm going to tip my hat to the man and say, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I'm not buying it. I'll buy it when I see it. But, uh, Yeah, we won't spoil too much. Um, Thank you guys for listening. Clearly, this thing is derailed, but uh, tune in later this week. I might live stream the conversation with Spike, but I just don't have the answer to everything. And that's why I was kind of glad that uh, the guy that I was supposed to record with yesterday didn't show up. Because I was like, man, I'm not feeling it. I'm going to sit on this for a day and um if he had showed up i would have been i had a bunch of news articles some of this other stuff that i wanted to talk about but i would have i wouldn't have been able to do one of these episodes and not address the giant elephant in the room that is the derek chauvin trial coming to a close on three guilty charges i I wouldn't have been able to do that cat for the love of god all right one second all right action's gone now we can talk about the real stuff no um I wouldn't have been able to do that episode or do this episode and not talk about the Derek Chauvin stuff, and I don't have all of my thoughts entirely formed, so I, I, I'm going to save some of that and uh, pick Spike's brain on it later on. Um, but yeah, do research, figure figure out what is truth, because it is not my stance that the cops are are good, even not, m- most of them. I have nary experienced an experience where i was in the presence of a police officer in an altercation of any kind and i felt more safe more secure um usually my experience with cops is just getting pulled over and harassed which happens a lot or at least it happened a lot when i was in my teens and 20s it doesn't happen so much anymore because they don't care about the old guy maybe it's because i have a better car than i used to but um yeah i don't i'm not a a cop guy so don't spin this in that direction but at the same time do we need all cops to burn for justice to be served because uh now we've got people like i don't know joe biden barack obama kamala harris saying justice still hasn't been served oh i forgot to mention nancy pelosi thanked george floyd for dying (laughs) look it up (laughs) that happened that happened thank you george floyd and i need to clip up some nancy pelosi stuff and use it on here on a regular basis because uh there's so much gold there her and biden but um yeah we've got all these politicians saying justice still hasn't been served because uh george aoc saying george floyd can't go home to his family tonight so so justice is not served so By that logic, when you say no justice, no peace, you mean no things that are impossible, no peace. Like, he he can't. He can't do that. We don't have the ability to bring him back from the dead. So, uh, if you're pushing for no justice, no peace, and your idea of justice is literal impossibilities, then maybe you don't want peace. (laughs) Alright. I hope I've made myself thoroughly clear. I always get to the end of the episode and feel like I've missed a bunch of things and will be interpreted poorly in in the worst light. But whatever. Um, when that time comes, I'll explain it. I'll explain it better, and I'll deal with it. I'll I'll cross that bridge. But thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate it. Uh, it's been a long one. It's uh what an hour and a half now. Yeah. So, uh, we'll wrap it up there, and if you want to hear the bonus episode, go join the Downers Club at patreon.com forward slash the system is down, patreon.com forward slash the system is down, is where you can get that. Uh, I'll be doing it probably right now, and uploading it shortly thereafter. I will uh, also probably be giving those people the, uh, excuse me, the Spike Cohen interview early on this topic, because it's a, it's a relevant one, and... You know, those people are are who give me their hard-earned and much-appreciated dollars, and I do appreciate them very much, and um, thank you. So, if you want the Spike Cohen interview early, if you want the after-party, if you want all that stuff, go join the Downers Club and get more weird, more raw, more offensive, more weekly content. Weekly. Also, I will... I well, that almost came out with a British accent. Also, I will say, um, I am on most of the platforms. I, I, I don't talk about it all that much on here because I kind of hate them, but at the same time, if the algorithms work in my favor, I wouldn't be opposed to more people finding out about the show, so YouTube has removed a strike, or the strike expired, I'm back down to one strike, we're probably going to be doing the live stream again here soon because of that, because I'm i am on less thin ice than I was last week, so YouTube Dot .com forward slash the system is down. I'll give them another chance. If they want to, like, they haven't perma-banned me like Facebook, so I will give them a chance to see how this goes. Um, but we've also got uh, the backup channel on YouTube, which is The System is Clown. More importantly, we are on Odyssey. I don't know what the link is for that, but look us up on Odyssey. We are on Minds, Gab, Parlor, Twitter, Instagram, MeWe, and antinewslive.com, which is our social network. So check out all those things. Go follow, and uh, I've been trying to post more regularly to all of them. It sucks, but it is what it is. And if there is one that you prefer, all you have to do to make sure that I post more on it is engage with me more and talk more. If I don't see the engagement, then I'm going to assume that you're not there and nobody's there, and then I, I have zero reason to keep posting shit there. So if you want me to engage more on any one of these uh, particular platforms, engage with me when you find me. And like and share and subscribe and do all those things because we are in the process of, you know, changing the world. One uncomfortable conversation at a time. I don't care if you you like Derek Chauvin or if you like George Floyd or if you hate them both or if mix match, whatever. It doesn't matter What matters is the truth, and if we can't talk and we can't have these uncomfortable conversations that 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 question the president of the the sitting president of the United States or the former president of the United States or anybody like that, if we're not allowed to have these these conversations and question what is, then we will not find truth. We will just go with whatever the mob says. If the mob says that you are a racist, who went out and killed somebody, whether you did or not, if if enough people, that's what this leads to. If enough people say it, it's truth. That's where we're at now. That's not okay. And I, I deny that with every fiber of my being. Because we are not living in a, a, a mob rule society. Like, it's not even about mob rule. It's about mob determining what truth is and then insisting that you believe it. And I reject that. And I hope you do, too. If you do, send me an email. Send me the uh, the password of the day. If you've made it this far, we do this password thing. You can either send it to me by vo- by voicemail at three zero nine seven one six three eight one eight. 716 You can do it by electronic hate mail at dan at tsidpod.com. You can send me shit... <laughs> I'm I'm just reading the thing as it scrolls along the bottom. P.O. Box 84, Alito, Illinois, 61231. Or you can do it on antinewslive.com or any of these platforms that I have previously mentioned. But the password for the day is alleged bootlicker. How about that? (laughs) Yep, that's what it is. But uh, thank you guys so much for listening. And stick around. Tune in later this week. Next week. I don't know. I get my days all mixed up. I don't have an interview for the beginning of next week, but I'm talking to two very special guests next week, and I'm not sure when they'll be coming out. But uh, keep an eye out, subscribe, and do all the things that uh, millennials do. And I'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, please question everything, stay uncomfortable, and I'll talk to you then. Bye bye. Hey guys, thanks for watching. Be sure to like and subscribe on your way out and help us change the world one uncomfortable conversation at a time. And if you like what you hear and you want to hear more, go join the Downers Club at patreon.com forward slash the systems down for bonus episodes of the show every single week. Until next time, please continue to question everything, stand comfortable, and I'll talk to you then. Thanks.
2: This has been a Goulash Media production goulashmedia.net
4: This concludes our broadcast day Click